This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2270, Thinking Ourselves Right, The Good and Bad Sides of Self-Justification, part two, by Len Massicott of freetopursue.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Sunday and welcome back, or welcome for the first time if you're new here. If you are new here, today's actually a continuation from yesterday, so I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. But if you're all caught up, let's get right to part two and continue optimizing your life. Thinking Ourselves Right, The Good and Bad Sides of Self-Justification, Part 2, by Alain Massicott of freetopursue.com. The Upside of Kidding Ourselves. It's not all bad news. Being aware that we tell ourselves stories in all aspects of our lives can be powerful. It can help us tune into the inner dialogue that makes us believe we're right and acknowledge it for what it is, justification behavior that enables us to keep our self-perception intact. This awareness can help us identify the thought process and veto it as needed in order to get real about our behavior and gain the type of clarity an uninterested party would have in evaluating our actions. When the little white lies make us feel good and they're objectively not hurting anyone else, there's no harm in them, at least in the shorter term. I'm healthy and attractive. If we didn't think that, we would never use our bodies to the fullest or date. I'm good at my job. A feeling of competence is necessary in being effective at what we do. I didn't really want that promotion. That belief can help us get over disappointment. I'm happy with my financial situation. Feeling good about our money management is far less devastating than feeling we're lousy at it. I need that new furniture or vehicle or home. The word need brings clarity to an unessential choice. I'm about average at most things. How devastating to think we're below average at most things, unless we identify with the potential upsides of incompetence. I wouldn't have been successful anyway. Powerful for those who are risk averse or fearful of trying something new. I'm a good person because I've never been arrested. The only difference between someone behind bars and anyone walking free is that the one behind bars got caught. I'm the rational one in this relationship. Admitting our behavior towards our spouse is wrong would mean we have to change. I don't have time. The ultimate cop-out not to review whether how we use our time is in line with our values. It can't happen to me. Denial makes it easier not to change bad habits. I'll do it tomorrow. Can make procrastination feel good or right in the moment. I'm the most dependable in the group. Thinking we're pulling more than our fair share is what most of us think when we're involved in group work because the opposite thought doesn't feel right for most of us. That was a great or terrible event. For convenience, we remember what fits with our overall story. I don't spend too much time in front of the TV or computer or tablet or smartphone or I exercise regularly. Actual tracking of these behaviors usually result in realizing we spend more or less time doing certain things than we remember because we like to remember the good and forget the bad. I'll quit tomorrow. Enables us to continue a less than optimal behavior with less guilt, even though we know deep down we're likely to do it again in the short term, like a new diet starting on Monday allows us to enjoy the weekend. And I'm doing okay by comparison. This thought is nebulous at best because there's always someone not doing as well in some aspect of life that we can use to make ourselves feel better. That's why celebrity gossip magazines are so popular. 
as you can see from the previously stated examples, if we didn't justify our behavior or current state in certain aspects of life, we'd end up feeling inadequate or lousy about everything. It will lead us to set an unrealistically high bar for everything we do. We can't be the best at everything, and we could start feeling like there's no point in getting out of bed in the morning. We can keep kidding ourselves, mitigating the downside of self-justification. Once we're aware of it, we can't unlearn the fact that we have a propensity toward self-justification. We can use this newfound information to keep the good it does for us while mitigating some of the downsides that trying to resolve cognitive dissonance can bring about. Here are some tips to help us succeed. When considering an action that will affect others, seek out a trusted friend, spouse, or colleague to talk out the situation prior to making a decision. When in a leadership position, surround yourself with people who have no difficulty disagreeing with you. It'll lead you to identify potential mistakes before they happen or correct course before much damage is done. It works for Lincoln. Avoid making a decision when emotions run high. Try to set out a framework for decision-making if you know you're likely to face a difficult decision in the future. Health directives, a will, negotiation parameters that define where you draw the line on certain issues and what you're willing to concede on. Be aware of self-justification statements, such as, but what about, it's not as bad as, it's not my fault because, it couldn't be helped because, it was wrong but, it's legal, it's my right, I deserve it because, I was protecting my interests, it's my job or obligation to, I couldn't because, and they left me no choice because, Be aware of jumping to conclusions before having all the facts. It's more likely to lead you to get entrenched in your position despite receiving new information. Know that admitting a mistake and changing course early on is easier than later on. Ask yourself the following. How have I contributed to this situation? How can I make it better no matter who is rightfully to blame? A person who admits mistakes and course corrects is regarded with higher esteem than one who is obviously fooling themselves. Keeping this in mind can make it easier to be the bigger person and a better leader. There's no harm in allowing self-justification to help lead a happier life, tricking us into thinking we're better at many things than we really are, as long as we're aware of its constant presence and take the necessary steps to prevent it from leading us astray. That vigilance can help us periodically reevaluate our beliefs in order to help us grow and will make us and those affected by our actions and decisions better off in the long run. You just listened to part two of the post titled Thinking Ourselves Right, The Good and Bad Sides of Self-Justification by Alain Mazicat of freetopursue.com. Thank you again to Alain. As I so often say here on this show, the first step is always awareness. Noticing certain behaviors, noticing our thoughts before they turn into full-blown emotions. In this case, noticing when we could be lying to ourselves or exaggerating. And only then can we learn from it and use it more as a tool for good than blindly and for harm, often accidental. All it takes first is noticing. So thank you again to Alain for helping us notice today, something we can all pay attention to this weekend. And have a great rest of your weekend if you're listening in real time. 
Tomorrow is Minimalist Monday, where we'll hear about the ever-popular trouble of getting rid of sentimental items. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits.